What up, everybody? It's me, Tom Howard. We're going to talk all about federal cannabis legalization news today. That's because uh, the main story that we have uh, is federal cannabis reform has stalled in Congress. And uh, first, I wanted to thank our sponsor, mostly because we have one, and that is CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. If you're looking to get into the cannabis industry, check out CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And now let's get to the news summary. Brand. What up, Mickey? I forget a part of the show when I watch you in the beginning. Well, <laughs> Ooh, well we can talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about federal <laughs> cannabis legalization news because that is our top story. We have seven stories. Mickey's got one, too, about Quebec. So we got an international story to round out the seven. So it's cannabis uh, reforms installed in Congress. However, mm. Delaware is bringing equity back in its legislation. Uh, federal and state officials want standardization in the industry. South Dakota's governor has gone completely off the chain. Um, and then Ohio is nearing its signature request. Many states are legalizing cannabis and psychedelics in 2022. Arizona set a sales record. And what was uh, your story that you wanted to cover today? Maybe- oh, the first dose vaccinations quadruple in Quebec ahead of the restrictions at liquor and cannabis stores. Head of liquor and cannabis stores. That one's crazy. The one that I thought was crazy, this one popped up in my um, uh, feed because I have Hootsuite to help manage the, and so it's it's facebook.com backslash free THC. Miggy torched it. So this one got like 2.8 million uh, reactions and 223,000 engagements. And so I was wondering when I was looking at Hootsuite this week, uh, why there was this off the chart uh, week in cannabis uh, at free THC, facebook.com backslash free THC is marijuana prohibitions unconstitutional. Mickey, did you make that meme or did you find it? I found it, but it's that ass. That's what made, I mean, that's what's going to do it, man. Oh, you that's how you get that. 3 million people, man. That's what I say. When I, we, you know, we've been doing that page for, it's, a, it's been like a psychological experiment for me, dude. Like, yep. it, it, it's frustrating to see like TNA and cat videos get spread like 100 million, whatever. But then like the the, the prisoner post and the whatnot. Prisoner like, post, ignored. Ignored. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's we got some more bad news about how things are. Uh, it's out of NBC News reporting nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Frustration on the Hill with the Biden administration or no movement at the federal level, according to NBC News. It's a no brainer, though, man. I mean, like, uh, we, we we knew about this. Like, that this the parliamentary procedure is so messed up right now. You know, until they get rid of that filibuster, like, really nothing's going to be happening. And then they're not going to be getting rid of filibuster. They're going to actually enforce it, right? That's how that mm-hmm. really works. So, right. Right. Well, you know, there's some interesting tidbits in this. One year into the can- the new administration, cannabis reforms largely stalled, fueling disappointment and concerns that legalization or decrim of marijuana at the federal level is merely a pipe dream. Nothing has changed, and it's really frustrating, says Narman Jarris, chief brand development officer in the Michigan-based cannabis company Exclusive Brands. Yep. I, I just don't, you know, uh, like the, the MORE Act, the, the safe banking, none of this stuff's going to get through until... People can realize, like, yeah, there's a fair election. There's a way that we go about doing things. But until people realize that, we're going to keep having these stalemates. Uh, you know, this, this Schumer punt. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call it a Schumer punt. But this poor this company, they they had their bank account closed after depositing a pay, paycheck. Because why? It's a cannabis company. So the money came from cannabis. Uh, and then there's no Safe Banking Act that has passed. It's just still, I'm there. Has this been a pipe dream? 
How frustrating is that? If you're frustrated right now at Congress, I want you to make sure that you smash the like button still and then still subscribe to Cannabis Legalization News and, and, and leave us something down there and let us know what you think we should do. Because uh, it has been very frustrating to watch the last year. The last year sucked. Like The thing that ended with the last year was fueling, surging uh, uh, Omicron variant infections everywhere. Well, you know, these bills passed, though. I mean, they, like, they get to a certain momentum where people get excited. You know, activists are like, ooh, we've never seen a cannabis bill ever. You know, now we have three at one time. But now, the, what, what's the reason to push forward? Where's their hurry? They don't. Everybody's already got their... You know, it's going to be state by state. I, I honestly think the state, you know, uh, uh, I saw uh, Ohio uh, resubmitted the signatures. So they're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, Ohio, you guys you know, yeah. get something this year. And we have a we have a report out of Ohio later in the story. But Kevin oh. Sabat even uh, got in on this. Can you imagine that? Kevin Sabat what? was quoted. Yeah. Former Obama administration drug policy advisor and president of the smart approaches to marijuana. Uh, which basically means they want to continue the prohibition that has failed for the past 80 years, uh, says the current regulatory climate mirrors President Joe Biden's own ambivalence about marijuana. In 1982, Biden was actually one of the people that helped coin the phrase drug czar when he pushed then-President Ronald Reagan to create a new office dedicated to curbing the flow of narcotics by organized crime. Oy. And then, like, you know, he Biden gets elected. And then within uh, a few months, two months taking office, five White House staffers terminated over cannabis use. So you can't even use weed and work in the White House, the Joe Biden White House. I mean, why do we I guess we really shouldn't be all that surprised. Right. No. Right. But the fact that even that like, Kevin Sabat's given like uh, a voice. Right. We're, we're still being gaslit. Right. And all none of, this could all like happen if like we were all on the same page one day, like if. Everybody was mad for the same reason instead of clinging to their pearls for whatever. Right. I don't, I don't get it. Well, you know, here's here's a little quote from, um, let's see, what's her name? Jen Psaki. She is the White House press secretary. And he has not, Biden has not been grinding through White House press secretaries like Trump did. But she was quoted as saying, Biden supports leasing decisions regarding legalization of recreational drug use. Up to the states, rescheduling cannabis as a scheduled two drugs so researchers can study its positive and negative impacts. And at the federal level, he exports decriminalizing marijuana use and automatically expunging any prior criminal records. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said in an April press briefing, and it's no longer April, is it? It's, I mean, like 2021 was a blur, but still, it's not April, right? Yeah, no, you're right. But, you know, even though Biden and both Harris, because people are like all like, they, you know, arresting people for pot, you know, there's always politicians jobs is trying to stay in power. Right. They're, they're trying to always change their opinion and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, but Garland, though, when when he said that, you know, I want to let the science prevail, like that's the first time somebody with authority actually really said right. some common sense shit. <laughs> yeah, well, crux of the story is. Cannabis legalization is stalled out on Capitol Hill. And so, yeah. you know, as we move on, don't forget to timestamp this at 725, right? How do we timestamp a thing, Miggy? Well, you yeah. write it down and then... <laughs> ah, you write it down. Okay. We'll work on automating that tool. Switching task to Delaware. Delaware has a new social equity bill that has been filed with key equity revisions to it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Marijuana Moments reporting. This came out of Kyle Yeager from a few days ago. Uh, Representative Ed Owenski is sponsoring legislation again. It would allow adults 21 and older to purchase and possess up to an ounce of cannabis, but no home grow. Of course. 
So uh, what is the bill? What is it legalizing? What is it enabling? Uh, it says equity. They they would legalize and they would put in, the marijuana commission would go under their division of alcohol, alcohol tobacco and enforcement in Delaware and would be responsible for regulating the market, the market and issuing business licenses for retail, cultivation, manufacture and labs. Meaning I don't see a transport. I don't see it. Well, if you want to do a nursery, you're going to have to get a cultivator license. Equity is also built into the scheme, though. Uh, after 19 months of the bill's enactment, regulators have to approve 30 retailer licenses, half of which would go to people identified as social equity applicants who have been disproportionately impacted by cannabis, cannabis criminalization. Do you know of a state, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, to prove that you live in there? Is that required for uh, being part of the dollar market? The state uh, the residency. Yeah, well, no, and yes. And so, like, if you're going to get a social equity a distinction, very often you can get it through a um, residency, long-time residency in a uh, disproportionately impacted area. If you are a social equity applicant joining us and watching, smash some likes. I want to come up in your feed more often and go over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and see if you're qualified for uh, the cannabis industry. But social equity applicants very often have the uh, long-time residency. So they've lived for five out of the past 10 years in a disproportionately impacted area or an economically uh, damaged area. I can't remember exactly what New Jersey called it. It wasn't specifically what uh, Illinois called it or what Connecticut's called it. But wherever it, it kind of goes, and now it's coming in Delaware as well, there are these disproportionately impacted areas or these economically dis you know, empowered areas uh, that have been drawn up on maps. And if you live there, and then in some states, you also have to have income requirements. So like in Connecticut, you got to be like certified poor. Um, it's so crazy and, though. Like, yeah. like, I just love how the, here's a social equity program. Here's for all you people that have been beat down and, uh, are supposedly broke now and not doing well, but we're gonna give you a chance. Here's your lottery ticket, but you still need another half a million behind you. Even yeah. you <laughs> that can be tricky because those people can be uh, very slippery to deal with and not always keep their intentions, uh, front and center. And, you know, uh, there's, it's a lot of lawsuits in the cannabis industry, a lot, like, you know, a, a lot of the people that will win those licenses will end up in court because of the money. Well, let's be honest. The, 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 the equity applicant is a lot of times a different disenfranchised person who is easy to take advantage of. They're not, they're not savvy. They're not legally savvy. They're not book savvy. They're not whatever uh, business savvy. Right. They probably would have left then, you know, like if they yeah. were and they probably also be making more than the average income as opposed to like a fraction of the medium income, because if they were an astronaut, I'm sorry, I shouldn't use the word astronaut, like a, an entrepreneur or something like that, like a Richard Branson astronaut, uh, they probably would have moved, you know, from that area. Yeah. But and again, it's just like they're fishing for these, you know, like in a barrel, you know, fish in a barrel, they're poor. They're, they want a chance to like get what succeed in life to create that generational wealth, but yeah. uh, it's, it's unfortunate, man. Yeah, and then some people can take advantage. It's one of the reasons why I shout out to New Jersey, making sure that they have those uh, financial source agreements rules. So there are certain rules that you have to have in Jersey so that it will um, not be something that is taking advantage of the social equity applicants. So hopefully that is built in to the Delaware stuff. I'm not sure if they are uh, that clear on it yet. So um, let's see, 15% excise tax on the cannabis sales, 7% of tax revenue goes to adult uh, from the sales will go to the new justice reinvestment fund. And the legislature is going to be tasked with appropriating the remaining revenue after administrative costs are covered. And that's going to support grants 
and uh, focused on initiatives uh, of jail diversion, workforce development, technical assistance for communities and economically disadvantaged and disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. That's how they're putting that particular phrasing in Delaware, it seems. I just, I, I don't know how these, like in all these states, how is the disadvantaged person going to be given a chance? You know, like I, I shared with you before earlier this week in our Slack, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona brought in $1.2 billion in the right. last year. Right. Billion. Right. Yeah, we're going to be reporting on that later on in the show. Oh, I mean, shit. it's the... And then Arizona has a social equity program as well that's in litigation. When you talk about that, how do these poor guys get involved, though, man? Like, how do you create good rules for so the poor guy don't get fucked? I mean, I know Arizona creates that. Like, uh, we have to take the business class, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I I was there when Chris Martin and his wife had to go through it, and it was kind of dry and and redundant. Like, I really, really wish it showed them good business ethics instead of like just like. I thought it was a little like you know, paternalistic, you know, like here's a checkbook. And you're like, this is a balance sheet, you know? Yeah. But, eh, uh, it, they do need to know it because cannabis is high finance and, you know, scallywags and whatnot. So, you know, it's just one of those deals, but Hey man, uh, one of the things that uh, cannabis doesn't really have yet is something that is in our next story. So let's turn to another federal cannabis legalization news, federal and state officials, are actually calling for standardization uh, at a national conference that was held uh, Friday, January the 14th, it appears. What? Yep. Kyle Yeager. This is being reported out of the marijuana moment. And uh, it says a lot of things. When you have national standards, it allows for harmony across state lines. Let's go down. Uh, scroll down. Yep. All right. And so. Uh, this, this yes. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. So that, that national instrument, uh, a standard, uh, uh, that that's the highest level you can go. That's why you know what a what a gram is. You know, is we all know the what NIST, a, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies. Yeah, that's 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 my uh, that's my bread and brother right there. And, and that national conference of weights and measures another way of how you know it took them, I think, like eight years to come down to the final new gram. You know, because now the new gram is not a mass. The new gram is like a a laser algorithm kind of crazy shit like you know, a theory. And it took them like a couple of years for the scientists across the nations to, to agree on like the 16th digit or something. So this is amazing that they're going to, they're, they're asking, this is what I've been begging for to, for the past, like since yep. we all have been on the podcast, man, yep. Yep. lab regulation is pot mm-hmm. regulation. And that's uh, even what Matthew Curran, who is the food safety director of the Florida department of agriculture and consumer services he says the regulations are much needed and the proposals have the potential to become the first national standard, not federal standards, but national standards throughout a national consensus of organizations that virtually every state taps into. And I think that is extremely important, you know, uh, simply because uh, I had to like update my financial models to have it have a toggle between grams per uh, square foot and pounds per light. Because so many people say pounds per light because of the way that people have been growing and designing these indoor grows for so long. Well, it's become a, a unit, but it's not a unit of measure. Pound per light is not a unit of measure, you know? Well, even like the gram itself, I mean, most would agree that 28.345 is a, a gram, you know, or, or an ounce, grams in an ounce, right? Right. <clears throat> Depending on what you're using. But uh, I think what they're more looking at also is like, you know, to get that, that THC value, are you using chromatography or spectrometry? Are you are you burning it and using this formula? Are you, you know, because each one's different, you know, uh, 
matter of fact, stay uh, till four o'clock because I messed up and was supposed to post it yesterday. I talked to a lawyer in Seattle and we talked about this, about how there's just there needs to be uh, a standardization. And I didn't even know they're trying to do a federal one, which would be great. That's, you know, this is they're calling it. They aren't saying necessarily a federal one yet because there is no there's no federal. It's a vacuum at the federal government. Yeah, They're, they're calling for uniform and nationwide standards. Uh, regardless of the jurisdiction, you know, and so if the feds aren't gonna do anything, it's great that you have like t- the divisions like the NIST. Is that what that is? National Institute of S- Standards Testing and Technology. Okay, yeah. and then there's also the NCWM, like the National Conference of Weights and Measures. These aren't elected officials and regulators that have agendas. They just want the stuff to make sense, uh, and yeah. I do as well. Because when you're trying to build these facilities. They're complex. I mean, well, if you're going to build a greenhouse, if you're going to build an indoor, they're complex. The importance of standardization is like, like when you come to building widgets, you know, if, if someone on the East Coast says, I need a, a three-inch widget, and then you give them the, the mold on, on the East Coast, and they send it to you, it's going to be the same three inches, right? And that's where, with cannabis, you know, what I, what I talked about, uh, if you catch it later on at four o'clock, um, you know, the only time... This we're now in the only time that someone can have a really informed opinion as consumer when it comes to cannabis. You know, like back in when I used to get it, it was more like, all right, let's do this. Rut row, it's 420 somewhere, everybody. Don't mean to cut Maggie off there. Oh, that's right. Collateral Base. It's been where I work for almost two years now. And we launched it a couple years ago and we've come so far. Uh, Join us on Thursday for our product town hall. We're going to be going over all sorts of stuff. We've been moving over to uh, a new, we have this new framework that they're going to use to help some of our clients. You can get the product town hall tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, and then, of course, if you haven't, you can go over to our website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, where you can uh, sign up for this particular thing that we have. Oops, that's the wrong one. That's the right one. Yeah, no, but my, but my rant was just going off about how we're now living in the only time where people can say, yes, the the blue dream with or whatever heavy terpene does help me sleep. It does help me. Uh, my stomach uh, it helps my eye compression for glaucoma. You know, there's just. Yeah. So many elements that it helps out. And, you know, the only way we know that is like a diary. You know, we, we, we record what we're consuming and we know. And- right. And you have to. But, you know, we got to we got to change gears and we have to talk about something that makes absolutely no sense. This prohibition. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We have to talk about <laughs> prohibition and an aspect of it that makes absolutely absolutely not only no sense. But it's one of those slap in the face aspects of uh, prohibition that I, I really am not the biggest fan of. But South Dakota governor wants marijuana activists to pay oh legal God. bill for her lawsuit that blocked legalization. Can you believe that, Mickey? Dude, that is the most effed up gaslighting I've ever seen in my life, dude. Yeah, in effed up gaslighting news, the governor of South Dakota would like the activists to pay her legal fees for invalidating the measure that the voters voted for. Can you believe that? The voters voted for this 54 to 46 percent. And Ian Fury, who is a 
you know, it sounds like he's a Marvel character, to be honest, but he's not. He's a <laughs> yeah. spokesperson for the governor's office of South Dakota. And he told their Argus leader, which must be their uh, paper over in South Dakota, that the proponents of Amendment A submitted an unconstitutional amendment and should reimburse the South Dakota taxpayers for the costs associated with their drafting errors. Can you believe that stuff, oh, man? That's, you know, this, and again, I mean, this is typical BS, uh, 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 what do you call it? Well, like totalitarian, like leadership, yeah. you know, like, you know, she's not a, a governor. She's a, a totalitarian leader. But it makes, I heard years ago in 2011 when there was mass raids going through uh, Montana <clears throat> in California, I, I saw an interview with one of these guys that got uh, interviewed and he was part of the uh, the Church of Marijuana with uh, uh, Rich, uh, Christie, Roger Christie. And as they were going and taking his stuff out of his warehouse, and, and he's like, look, I pay taxes. Like, I try and, like, when I take my money, I get – this means I paid for my raid. He paid – like, this, this this makes no sense. This this is that bullshit where we're punishing people for just, you know, touching a plant, thinking about it. Like, why do you right. think they're so fear-mongering about, yeah. like – Not only that, they – they won this this ballot initiative and then yeah. they had to sue and then they had to rig the Supreme Court to get them to have a, a majority of win. You know, so they knew they had a conservative Supreme Court. They overturned the will of their own people, knowing that they would get it overturned for no real reason. If you read that opinion, it is not very coherent. It, right. it has an agenda, but it's not very coherent. And then to say that, you know, oh, um, that was bad faith of you to do that and you should pay our legal that's, bills that's the kind of stuff that like i don't know i again i don't know legal site no, it's say, it, the only this is the rule of law when with attorney's fees it's called the american rule in the american rule you pay for every your own attorney's fees all right uh, however if there's a contractual provision or a statutory authority uh, mm -hmm. that enables attorney's fees then you can ask for them to be awarded in a court otherwise you ain't get attorney's fees you and most people don't put that on their contracts uh, and they should I always say put attorney's fees in your contracts, but also you'll see like lawyers like, you know, uh, workers comp or other types of lawyers where they are very often chasing those types of attorney's fees. They'll put attorney's yeah. fees in statutes to um, ensure that that law gets enforced. What, what I was going to try and go for, though, as far as like the judicial side with, with the judge that gave the, 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 the double worded, you know, back talk that made no sense. Well, isn't there a case though, like a federal case with with, with a uh, like uh, in in the South with, with a with a black man that you know was clearly wrong as far as him going through? And I can't cite it. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like it's weird when you see like it's right in front of us. Like these 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 are actual effed up crimes. Like this judge should not have gotten away with this. Nor should right. Chris. This chick should be freaking getting yeah. away. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But the taxpayers are on the hook for at least $142,000 in legal fees the administration paid to lawyers like myself who used to be in court all the time. And we'll be in court again soon. I can feel it. This it's cannabis industry is going to bring me back to court. Yeah. But this is the same AG that, you know, this state has the same AG, had the DUI and killed somebody and got away with it. Like, oh, gee, many Christmas. That, of course. Of course, the the it's the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is so freaking deep on this. I tell you. Yeah. And the, the the poll says the most recent South Dakota poll for Nome, her job approval, only 39% approve of her handling of the marijuana issue and 51% disapprove because 54% of South Dakota voted for adult use cannabis. And the governor is up for reelection this year. 
make sure you vote her out of office. Seriously, though. I mean, you get that horrible human being out. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I'll do the, a little bit of a lightning news. You know, uh, the that first dose vaccination is quadruple in Quebec ahead of uh, restrictions on liquor and cannabis stores. So, you know, they're requiring vaccines to go get your weed and your booze. And, uh, you know, honestly, dude, I don't know how this is going to be controversial. Like, you smoke and drink. Why not get the shot? Like, like what do you I mean, you drink mostly? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, it, it, seriously, why aren't you going to get the shot then? It, it, and then uh, you're already engaging in some risky behavior. Dude, I've been smoking you your bets? before I even knew what was in it. So, I mean, like, and when I was a kid, I'd, I'd take pills. I didn't know what, like, you know what? It's a, let's get over it. Let's just get on with society. Everybody take the shot. So we can just, like, go to concerts again and not worry about wearing these damn masks. Or, you know what else you can do? You can pass the dochi on the right-hand side again. Remember, joints used to yes. be shared. Don't forget to smash them likes if joints used to be scared. And if you enjoy playing Name That Strain, we have one for you today. There she is. It's not Mr. America. And that's your homegirl. Yeah. Sometimes you have to use your own homegirl when you haven't had somebody go over and DM you at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram and tell them about, uh, hey, uh, why don't you use my homegirl next time for the name that strain? And so this is uh, an autoflower genetic. So there you go. It's uh, there's your hint for you from Mephesto. And so if you guys, any meth heads out there that like the Mephesto genetics, this is also uh, a picture of the first uh, seed I ever accidentally made. Well, one of them, because I, I, I hermed this plant uh, when I was growing it previously. And, and there were some seeds. And so I popped one of those beans. And that's indica, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it's an indica. It's an indica leaning. But again, it is a... Um, it's an auto. And so autos have Rudalis in it. And so that's one of the reasons why the Rudalis just kind of starts going because uh, they're from Russia and up there, they have a very small window of time. Uh, and so after they have that, that window, they just, they just start flowering. Cause like by the time they would get to you know, three months, that might be the only time that they have, you know, mm. cause if it's that far North, you know, what types of stuff can really grow like in uh, Scandinavia, you know? I don't know, but I mean, you got like Alaskan Thunderfuck. I mean, you know, places yeah, like that. That was an indoor creation of <clears throat> stuff that was across that, you know, probably came in the 80s. Uh, yeah. But no, there's uh, some fairly good ones. And then Aaron's Windy City uh, says Nefesto genetics are fire. They do a pretty darn good job of making some uh, some sugary stuff. I tell you what. I mean, there is some crystals on it. Uh, and it's really close to this one. It's really close to that one. The nice. three dog OG, but that's not the uh, OG that that is. But it is an OG. Um, but the 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 animal is wrong. It's also three something OG, but they got the the animal wrong. So I was thinking we should talk about the Forbes uh, article that came out um, last week, the one about a uh, study finds cannabis compounds prevent uh, infection by uh, COVID virus. Oh, man, I am trying to avoid algorithms and you're just steering us right into it. We got to jump into the algorithm, baby. But you know what? Though yeah. we, we have to also clear things up, right? Because this this study, the science right here, it's it's not like puff, puff, you're better. Right. So no, cannabis is not the, you know, if you read the article, it's, it's a cannabinoid. It's, it's an acidic part. Right. Yep. Is that it? The Festa Three Bears OG. Uh, seed actually made, uh, accidentally made by me. It still worked. Uh, you know, it, it was a decent yielder. 
uh, you know, it was not creme de la creme, but yeah, um, shout out to Mephesto and Aaron's Woody City, who is a member, by the way. And shout out to all the members. Thank you so much, because we are not, you know, we're 18 plus. We, we talk about how to acquire uh, a, a license for a cannabis business legally, and that is a federal crime. And so because of that, you know, it's sometimes very difficult for us to get our message out. Oh, it's all the time, dude. Yeah. It's all the time. It's all but the time. We, that's why I share the booty pics pages. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that did get a lot of activity, but let's talk more about the strain of the day. This is Three Bears OG by Mephesto Genetics, an autoflowering cross of Bear OG, Karma's OG Cut, mm. and Triangle Kush. So, yes, uh, it is an indica. Uh, the indica dama strain is pungent, flavorful buds with smaller, more manageable size plant. That's very true. These were uh, what I would almost characterize as dwarf plants. Uh, but uh, I screwed it up on certain aspects. I had the roots too cold. Uh, Mephesto Genetics describes Three Bears OG as a cornerstone to their artisanal collection, blending the best of their fabled OG Kush with a compact, controllable growth structure. Three Bears OG is approximately a 70-day growth cycle and offers effects that stimulate the appetite or le while leading the body towards sleep. So that is the name that strain. If you want to play next week, you know, hey, should they email you uh, weed picks or something? Oh, hit them on Instagram. I get hit up on Instagram all the time. Email me. Great. What's your Instagram at? I'm, I'm at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. Are you at Miggy420? Miggy420 lives because uh, I, my account was deleted. The original. Oh, that's how real you are. You're like yeah, Beard right. Bros. Remember how Beard <laughs> Bros went down? Poor Beard Bros. Down. That's, but that, you know, that was, yeah, I mean, it sucks like how when you get deleted and there's no recourse, there's no one to go back. Well, that's one of the thing. One of the reasons why I believe was because of that algorithm I was trying to steer clear of that Forbes article, and it wasn't about uh, the consumption of it. It was unless it was in decarboxylated form. You still needed the THCA or the CBDA. It wasn't the uh, decarb stuff that people like to inhale. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's the whole point I was trying to get away. It was just, just uh, uh, it's not a smoke it, and you're now immune to it. It's not, you know, and that's what the study shows. It's, it's a can, it's a, it's a cannabinoid. It's an early one, I believe, too. Oh uh, yeah, they might have had like a CBG because yeah, CBG is usually like the the predecessor, uh, the predecessor, but it's not really a predecessor because like it just it turns into it over yeah. time and additional chemistry, which I'm not very good with. So anyway, yeah. let's make sure that we continue this cavalcade of cannabis legalization news. And we go on to our next story. It's, this one's pretty good, though. This is one of those stories that you like to read about, and you just hope that it doesn't end up in a lawsuit and invalidated by the Ohio Supreme Court in a few years. But Ohio yes. marijuana legalization campaign has added more signatures. This is out of the Associated Press, Columbus, Ohio, a group seeking to legalize marijuana possession and cultivation in Ohio submitted nearly 30,000 additional signatures, according to state officials, in an effort to put the issue in front of lawmakers this year. That's ex excellent. I, I'm so happy that, you know, Ohio might get a chance, you know, and you guys need to keep pushing back, you know, and so does South Dakota. So does South Dakota. Yeah, but earlier this month, it looked like the group might not get the nearly 133,000 signatures needed for Thursday's deadline after the Ohio Secretary of State said the group was about 13,000 signatures short as of January 3. So they should be over it. Now, they still have to verify those signatures and people can always say, oh, that's not really his signature. Who's this Burt Lancaster cat, you know, or like, well, you, you know, they're digging through these groups that are fake. Yeah. For sure, though, you know they're they're they're, they're giving these extra scrutiny. 
Yeah. And they still have to verify them. And the coalition initially sent 206,000 signatures, but only 120,000 were valid. So Damn. I tell you, there's that voting fraud that we hear so much about, right? <laughs> uh, but it's good news. Keep fighting the good fight, Ohio. I want to see that bill uh, or that law have to go to the lawmakers. There are a lot of medical cannabis facilities in Ohio relative to the Illinois uh, uh, concentrations that we have. They have more dispensaries. Oh, they have wow. like 100 and, uh, after this, they're going to have 131. And that's not bad, uh, you know, because they're putting another 73 out. Shout out to uh, the, what is the medical marijuana provider in Ohio? I think it's the Ohio Department of Health, maybe. Uh, and so they are going to conduct a lottery on June, January 27th to hand out another 73 medical marijuana dispensaries. I forget that you guys, your city's bigger than mine, and you've been in a stalemate with your uh, uh, market. Like, we have way more dispensaries than you farms, you know what I mean? Like, it just blows my mind how our population's lower, but we have way more, and it's sustainable. <laughs> you guys, when you guys blossom one day, it's going to be so beautiful. Mm, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but then it can be very difficult to get a cannabis license in uh, various areas of the world, uh, including in your neck of the woods. And if it is, you should smash the likes and subscribes and tune in, go to our workshops. We're going to have a webinar on Thursday and then uh, probably do our first social equity workshop for the cannabis business aspect next Thursday. And then we'll just keep doing them so we can help people out. But it's long odds to try to get into a cannabis license, depending on like even New Jersey would be difficult to get a cannabis license. Yeah. And, uh, and so in your jurisdiction, it is, it's like impossible to get one where you're at. You have to go buy one, oh, you know? No, that, that's it. Or I'm waiting for something to magically happen where they open up, which, you know, there's all this talk about social equity. I just, again, I don't have faith in my state, let alone the federal government getting the shit together. Like, like, I mean, it's amazing when things do happen. Right. And it's always going to happen locally. Right. I, I never saw 502 really passing. Uh, at least it got a lot of good momentum. The, the, the point is and problem is it all takes money. It all takes money to campaign. takes money to get those signature gatherers out there. takes you know? money to grow that pound indoors. takes money to grow that pound outdoors. <laughs> all of that, man. But you know mm-hmm. what's cool, though? Uh, Michigan, I got a story here from Michigan. Oh, uh, Cannabis yeah. company sells weed and milk carton uh, packaging for a good cause. Oh, really? So these guys are giving a dollar for every uh, milk carton to our favorite uh, 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 501c3. That's Freedom Grow. Oh, they're giving it to Freedom Grow forever? That's great. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to these guys. And I also have a good word that um, Freedom Grow is doing a thing with Burner. It's not been announced yet, but I guess he's in favor. You know, Kristen talked to Kristen, and she's like, Burner loves him. And I'm like, I love to hear that these big names are supporting they seriously grassroots endeavors, you know, yeah. like like who- giving money to prisoners that are in there's commissary because nobody wants to eat tamale day. Come on, guys. You got to go help some freedom grow forever. I mean, there's some good um, charities that are out there. And then if you have extra money sitting around and you're looking for a place that can do some good, you know, help that guy out because. I mean, commissaries, prisons. Yeah. yeah. Email, uh, toothpaste basic necessities i just dropped my kid off in college and had to go buy him toilet paper and shit and you you know i see like that's kind of expected for college but like incarceration really you gotta buy your own tp that's crazy like where else are they gonna shit seriously yeah seriously i just don't understand why they charge them all that money and then 
They're in there for what? Weed? Okay, Weed. who's in charge here? Oh, yes. crap. But, you know, back to Ohio. Let's talk a little bit more about yeah. uh, if the petition is going to be successful. Ohio lawmakers will then have four months to decide whether to take up the issue. If they mm. don't act, then the group can get the issue on a statewide ballot in November by getting another 133,000 signatures. So if you're an organizer in Ohio trying to get those signatures, we got to have you on the show, man. We got to oh, help yeah. people get involved to they, so they can legalize Ohio. Um, and let's see. There is... Who's the petition? What's the name of the petition coming from? The Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Al Alcohol, I believe, is what it actually is called. So we have to go find out this coalition, get them on the show, and help them get, you know, what's going to happen? They're going to have four months. And so this petition seeks to allow adults 21 and older to buy and possess 2.5 ounces of marijuana and grow up to six plants per house. I'm sorry, six plants per person and 12 plants per household. Yes, Ohio is about to get lit. That's great. That is a, a decent uh, possession limit for uh, purchased cannabis. And then, of course, I don't really consider possession limits for cultivated for uh, home use cannabis. Yeah. No, that's astounding. I'm really stoked for Ohio. One day we will be in the United States. One day. <laughs> One day. I'm not sure when it's going to be. Well, it's definitely not going to be for this guy, though. So the, the story that Laura sent us, uh -huh. uh, the feds won't release... Uh, Jay, uh, Jay Z and Team Rock feds won't release weed offender due to leftover chicken. This is a what? horrible story, yeah. So, Alex Spiro is making one thing clear he said, in case the matter of broker system he, that doesn't view Valen Viles as a human being. So, this gentleman, uh, Valen Viles, uh, let's see, uh, he left over chicken. So, Jay's uh, Team Rock is taking up the cause of a guy named Valen Biles who's serving a 20-year prison sentence for intent to distribute with more than a ton of marijuana. Ah, that's nothing. Biles was convicted in 2007, reached out to Jay-Z, asking for help. Uh, Spiro's, uh, so he meets the terms for compassionate release, but they won't release him because he stole chicken for, like, leftovers, like, because he was hungry. It's like Jean, Jean Valjean's shit, you know? Like, you know, this is uh, lay miss, right? And so... Seriously? Uh, He's stealing some bread to feed his family and you throw him in the slink. What the hell is that? Give him a job, you know? And, and then, you know, the reason why people are selling weed is so they can feed their families, right? Like, right on, Michael. Right on. But, yeah, I just, uh, you know, that, that kind of shit is just so egregious to me, though. And I, I just can't believe, like, it gets so petty where, yeah, it's like Lays Marab in, the, in a federal pen. What the hell? Yep. Yep, that is something else. Uh, let's turn this over to some some amazing sales data that we're oh, reporting yeah. out of Arizona. Arizona cannabis sales is 1.2 billion in just 11 months of 2021. So um, uh, Arizona sales continue on an upward tra trajectory in 2021, with the Arizona Department of Revenue reporting more than 1.23 billion. And combined cannabis sales through the first 11 months of the year. I just can't believe that it's such a barn burner out there. I just can't believe it's still so hard, though, for social equity applicants to get involved in that scene. Like, it's just, uh, you know, and again, I, this is the markets are going to be, uh, we call it uh, monopolies for a while. And right. So we're federally, you know, each state by state, there's going to be limited licenses and people got to figure out how to get in there. Right. Unless you're in New Mexico, right? Then everybody comply. Well, no, but then, well, yes, in New Mexico, everybody can apply and then you can still get through, but there, there's rules. And so I like how there's rules and then you have to be compliant with everything. And then you also have to have the uh, 
cojones to actually go and try to get and open a license. Uh, that's that's great. But then I don't know how complete the application is for a New Mexico license in the sense that some licensed applications are more check the box. And it looks like New Mexico is more around that. Arizona is definitely a check the box state. Yeah, it just took Chris the longest time, Chris, Martin, you know, our friend Chris Martin, just to get into the system, even though he was so much of a social equity applicant, you know, he was premier. Right. Served time. Well, but now he only has a shot, though, right? He doesn't have um, – if there's no certainty, it's like a lottery that he has to win now, right? Yeah. Well, no, well, they won it already because they were doing a social equity. I, when I visited him and, and when I came through, uh-huh. they, they were actually doing these Zoom classes of like – it was like a PowerPoint's dry, yeah, just say you were there type right. thing. And, uh, but, yeah, so they, they already had it. They, were, they, were, they won it, I guess. Okay. All right. That's awesome. If they are, so they have a license and now they're just going to open. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a store. He's got a, a um, well, I think he's into the edibles, you know, he's a chef. So he likes to, right. so they do the CBD and he's trying to get into the market. I'm not sure really. He's so spread out, dude. I, I can't even follow some of these people sometimes, like how many levels of business they create, but I'm they're proud they're of them. Yeah, yeah. They, have to. Yeah, they have to. I mean, you have to hustle until you can get your money like pretty much right. And then uh, you just do it because you like it. Well, and, and that's the thing too, right? So the hustle part, right? Where that's the same as the thing about the cannabis industry for all the people who have done time and, and are have been convicted is because they were punished for being good at something. They were punished at being good farmers or good salesmen or good transporters. You know, they create. You know, what I mean, there's other names for these guys than bad guys. You right. know, they, they, there's industries now in these states that they're store owners. Right. You know, so. Look at this, though. I mean, like, we're talking real money. Damn. Taxes collected in November for recreational cannabis sales were $5 million and uh, $5 million. So essentially 20 no, wait, $5 million for rec sales, $5 million for medical sales for those types of coll- uh, uh, cannabis taxes. But then also the excise tax was $10.1 million, So $20.2 million goes into Arizona's government on a monthly basis, thanks to its cannabis industry. Isn't that fantastic? And then how do they spend that money? Well, one third is dedicated to community college and provisional community colleges. Freaking awesome. Uh, way to go, Arizona, for paying for your education. to public safety, police, fire department, fire districts, and first responders. That's also a good usage of money. I mean, think about that. The public safety is getting funded in Arizona. 25% for the Arizona Highway User Revenue Fund. Great. Fixing the roads. And 10% to the Justice Reinvestment Fund. Even got some social equity on there that's going to be helping those communities disproportionately impacted by marijuana arrests and criminalization. That's how you do it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a, it should go to infrastructure, but unfortunately, Arizona's got shitty weed. <laughs> well, I mean, I <laughs> Illinois, once they allow 185 dispensaries and 40 craft grows are already out of the gate and, and uh, they're working to get stood up, and then they announce another 60 out of the gate and get them stood up. I mean, they're going to be scrambling for a bit because uh, those people applied for those licenses and they were ready to go. And then COVID took over like two years ago. And so like how can you imagine if you had like a plan for something and then two years later it comes to like, okay, now you have to go oh. do it or, oh, we lost, you know? Yeah. No, I, I understand. I, 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 when I, the, the weed I tried there, it wasn't that good, but I think 
two, the you know they, they don't have that grower culture yet, which they'll get. I mean, as they do more business like this and create you know big revenue and, and grid infrastructure, you're going to draw more people to come to your state. Like Arizona, I loved Arizona when I was there, but it's also kind of a shithole. <laughs> it's all so, what? It's kind of a shithole. I mean, there was like it just needed like a lot of infrastructure. Lot, it was so hot and uncomfortable sometimes, but uh, like I was in Tucson and had, I loved it there, but. Uh, I mean, more infrastructure will create more people because there's not many jobs there, right? There's border patrol. Uh, well, it's a desert. Yeah, that's what I'm water, saying. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, once they get their grower culture there because they need more water and need more soil manipulation. Like, I think there's not many options out there. It's a damn desert. But mm. it is beautiful, though. I mean, it's a good, good place to smoke weed when you get it. Sounds like it's a warm place to smoke weed. And right now, I could go and sunny. Because it's uh, it's the coldest and darkest portion of the Illinois year. That's where my 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 bones and start start to ache just randomly. Like I'll have something that hurts, yeah. and I'll be like, "That's why people move to Arizona." Because yeah. then you don't have those types of random aches, and it's like, "Well, I don't want to be in Arizona after April." And you don't have to. You just freaking leave, you know. And then that's uh, it's one of the nice things about having an online business. Well, I would love to have it where you can call them snowbirds. So people who have it like that, they travel just in the winter and then come back to Washington. And it's like right now I should be doing stuff outside. It's been dry for three days, but it's cold. It's cold. I don't want to go outside. What is cold in Washington and Seattle? I didn't think, I think our definitions of cold are slightly different. It's 42 degrees here. It's 42. Yeah. I snowblowed to get into the office today. Like I had a, oh, that's I had a snowblower. It was about four inches of snow. And, uh, and, and so we got that on saturday and then it's supposed to be in the single digits uh come thursday but it will be 42 degrees tomorrow and that'll be our warmest it's been in like three weeks if i can't hang out in a t-shirt and in shorts for more than five minutes i, I start getting a little nipply and bitchy <laughs> it's like i just want to go outside awesome well i don't think we got any more stories Wait, uh, I, I got one more that I, I i got this one that i think wait a second is this the international news we already do that do we, oh, no, do we, we did that one, but this is... Uh, do we have... What type is it? Because we have all these bumpers we haven't used. Industrial hemp type news. Okay, industrial hemp type news. Let's uh, let's do this one then. Yeah, I like that one. This is going to be a good one, dude. Check this one out. So Texas A&M, in their article, uh, they are making hemp without Delta 9. Like it blew my mind. They're, they 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 cross the threshold in their in their in their, their procedure. So farmers can look forward to a future in which in their industrial hemp crops have optimal phenotypic and trait characters, including the potential to completely eliminate the expression of delta nine TC. I mean, this is both scary and and amazing for hemp farmers. But uh, yeah, Texas A and M they figured out you know we're making ways closer to get rid of the delta nine. Dude, I think this is also potentially dangerous too. Just the fact that we, you know, this threshold, this, 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 you know, hemp and marijuana are the same. We still are this legal ignorance is what this is, you know. It's compliance, and it's compliance for no real um, sensible reason. You know, uh, I I thought the definition of like a ratio standard makes a lot more sense. Like if it's a ratio of twenty to one. It should be considered hemp. Uh, in my, like, if we're going to look at the seeds and like look at the genetics and yeah. say, hey, how about we make a, a call based on this? And nope, arbitrary line in the sand must comply with this. You know, well, that's the thing. People got confused when they call it Indian hemp, Indian rope, 
and, and the marijuana, you know, this whole name game that we do with it. And it's just like, look, there's this plant like tomatoes. You like Roma tomatoes. You like steam house. One, you want more fun. One is good for making the cotton out of, you know, like there's, you know, it's, it's like an animal, right? Oh, we just, there's so many different flavors. I mean, because yeah. like, with the THC varietals, you can have uh, energetic, fruity, like, you know, fun type of uh, activity weed. You can also have sleep, have pain, want couch lock, you know, uh, rest weed. You can also have anxiety. Like now we can start to get into the balanced strains, you know, the one to one ratios or the 21 ratios. Uh, and so those high CBD cultivars, now you're actually have other type of medicinal benefits that you're getting from them. It's great. Yeah, I just feel that this is scientifically dangerous when it comes to the definition of a plant. And now you're, this is going to be, if they perfect this type of hemp without Delta 9, then this is going to be the new normal. You know what I mean? This is just ridiculous. You know, it's not natural and it's going to limit genetics, I think, in the future, unfortunately. Right. right. Yeah, well... Hopefully we'll still be here in the future. You know, well, I do want to give a shout out to all of the people that watch and who also listen in their cars. You know, if you're going to review us in Apple uh, podcast, that'd be sweet. Uh, again, you're supposed to market five stars and then roast one of us in the review. Like, tell us how bad we are. Like, we just we, we breathe too much. That's been reviews that I've gotten before. It's hilarious. Like, you guys breathe too much when you're talking Thank you ASMR, man. Oh, yeah, we should. I'm sure. I'm sure that would get us uh, flagged for something. No, I'm saying that's the breathing right there. I'm yeah. trying to give you ASMR at the same time. Besides being fat and then out of shape. Ha. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm not sure if we. I guess we might have the news on Wednesday, and then uh, there are some guests that'll be coming on the show. And then I have been meaning to do scripted stuff, but it's just been busy at the mill, you know. Yeah. No, it, it's what it is, man. But uh, yeah, this is great. Everybody joined us, and uh, man, we almost hit 200 today, and you know we'll hit another. 2k at the end of the week when this is you know that's how we meet in so let's see let's see yeah. all right shout cool. out to all the members see you next time Dude, we're almost at 195 right now. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. It's not bad. People do like to tune in. Even this guy. Yeah, he should, uh, <laughs> he should subscribe for more videos. You should. And, and donate. <laughs>